0: Support for today's Heat Treat Radio episode is provided by Heat Treat Today's 40 Under 40 Class of 2021. Nominate a rising young leader at heattreattoday.com forward slash 40 under 40. Nominate. Welcome to Heat Treat Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Funk, editor of Heat Treat Radio. Today's episode is the second of three highlights from our 40 under 40 class of 2020 winners. We ask them to answer several questions so they can share their knowledge and experience about getting into the heat treat industry. From a production associate on night shift to a vice president of operations, our first guest, Kelly
1: Peters, shares her unplanned career in heat treat. Hi, my name is Kelly Peters and I work at ALD Thermal Treatment in Port Huron, Michigan. We are part of the ALD Vacuum Technologies located in Hanau, Germany. Our plant in Port Huron provides heat treat services to the automotive, aerospace, and industrial industries. ALD Vacuum Technologies designs and develops the cutting edge equipment in which we use. How did I get involved in the heat treat industry? This is kind of an accidental career for me. I was 21 when I started at ALD, and I was a typical kid looking for direction. As you can imagine, at that age, everything is possible, but at the same time, nothing is possible. I lived in several different places growing up, including Ontario, so my mind was going many ways, thinking of trips and all sorts of fun, exotic places. Not Ontario, mind you, nothing wrong with Ontario, but it didn't fit my definition of exotic. The challenge with my dreams was, of course, they had no connection to reality. I knew enough about those places to realize my bank account did not exactly match those dreams. On top of that, I had just quit a job as a server at a local restaurant. Cash flow, well, it had dried up to essentially nothing. This was a real wet blanket on those dreams. About that time, in fact, almost the same day I'd quit my restaurant job, an individual very close to me asked if I was able to work that night. Night, not evening. It turns out this individual was running the ALD plant here in Port Huron, and for a number of reasons, they were very shorthanded that night and needed a warm body. Well, I guess I qualified in that regard, so I started my career at ALD as a midnight shift production associate. A few months later, I found myself signing onboarding paperwork with HR, officially starting my job as the production associate on night shift. I thought that this gig would buy some time until I figured out what I wanted to do when I grew up. Turns out I grew up here in the plant, and here I am today. What do I find most intriguing about the heat treat industry? This is a very interesting question. It made me really think about an answer. My mind went so many different directions since there is so much that I really do find intriguing. The first thing that comes to mind is how much we resemble a family both within ALD and within the industry. Here at ALD Port Huron, all the associates back each other up. They support each other, learn from each other. For example, some years ago, i have been promoted from production associate to a laboratory technician. Our metallurgist at the time took me under his wing and mentored me in the art of heat treat. I learned to appreciate the finer points and nuances of the heat treat process. Soon, this was not a job, but a calling. I know that sounds kind of strange and that's the best way I can describe it kind of like bugs to the light on the summer night. This individual didn't have to take the time to explain all of those parts of the process that aren't in any textbook or work instruction, but he knew by sharing that knowledge with me, our company would be better, his job would be easier, and most importantly, ALD would exceed our customers' expectations. So everybody wins. That's what families do, they support each other so that we become better than we were before. Regarding the family nature of the business, well, you can really see that at any trade conference, industry exhibit, or technical committee meeting. They always turn to a reunion of sorts. Old stories are revisited, new stories are created. It's too bad the pandemic has put such a damper on those events this year. That'll make next year's even better. Watching and being a part of a technology growth and evolution is exciting and intriguing. There's so much technology people outside the industry really have no idea All the steps we have to execute properly, flawlessly, on time to get the product out the door is mind-boggling to an outsider. We do this to protect our customers, the folks that drive the cars equipped with the transmissions that have gears we processed. When we think in those terms, we take extra care. We at ELD take great pride in that. Since the doors opened, we have not received a single bad part back to us. Zero-field PPM after almost 15 years and more than 250 million parts with a six-year streak of GM Supplier Quality Excellence Award is proof that what we do pays off and is recognized. Finally, watching the technology evolve is fascinating. We are helping our customers develop components for transmissions and other driveline and powertrain systems for electric drive vehicles. We are suddenly dealing with tolerances that are an order of magnitude less than even three years ago. Of course, we are challenged, but it's just like when we started 14 years ago. We hunker down, we get to work. If my predecessors had been less stubborn and given up, I wouldn't be here today, accepting this honor and helping to grow this business. I'm sure that in 15 years, someone just like me will be sitting in this chair, responding to similar questions after getting recognized as an industry leader. What I'm most excited about and look forward to over the next five years in the heat treat industry, that's a loaded question. <laughs> there is so much uncertainty and thus opportunity in our business at the moment. Major consumers of heat treat are at crossroads. Will the automotive industry go electric, hybrids, stay with engines, or what and when? The pandemic doesn't make it easier. In fact, the direction of the industry is cloudier now than not even a year ago. So, how do I run a business, plan for the future with all this uncertainty? For some, this conundrum is something to be feared. For me, it's something to embrace. As I mentioned earlier, we're a family at ALD. Just like any family, we'll face the challenges together and be better for them. Next, the aerospace industry. It's changing so fast, maybe faster than at any time in history. What about drones? When will the 737 MAX fly again? Will automated delivery systems impact our business? What can we do to help drive the technical direction in the business to suit ALD? The questions never end and the questions we ask ourselves, the more excited I become thinking about how I can help steer the direction of the plant, the company, the industry. A few parting words. I may have entered this industry as a favor, but I really fell in love with it. Give those favors time to mature and develop. You'll never know where they will lead unless you give them a chance. If I were to leave anyone with words of wisdom, I would tell them, remember, you do not know everything and that is okay. Always continue to learn new things and be humble enough to change yourself for the better. Treat each day as a goal to be better than yesterday and remind yourself that as long as you're moving forward, you are not going backward. And most importantly, be yourself. And it's nice to hear some positivity in the midst of
0: uncertainty. Now let's hear from the other two winners, Brian Stern and Andy Muto, as they describe the future of heat trade, among many other things.
2: Hi, my name is Brian Stern. I'm a development engineer working with solar manufacturing in Sellersville, Pennsylvania. So I really stumbled into the heat treating industry through an internship about five years ago now in 2015. Prior to that, it really wasn't on my radar at all um, as an industry, but definitely since getting involved, I've been really amazed at how many areas it touches and for for just how little footprint it has in people's minds and everyday life, it certainly reaches into a lot of areas but I, I heard about the internship um, through some friends and had an opportunity with uh, the NUPOC nuclear power program with the Navy. And I was choosing between that and solar manufacturing and solar manufacturing was closer to my fiance at the time. So uh, that's how I walked in and I was definitely hooked after I started. My favorite thing about the heat treating industry um, is the equipment itself especially when it comes to vacuum heat treating furnaces. Um, I work on the OEM equipment manufacturing side, not the process side. And um, in that equipment, it just encompasses so many different disciplines. I've talked to a lot of engineers, both before and after I graduated from school, whose experience with engineering was that they spent, you know, all this time learning so many different disciplines and then ultimately in their career, took a couple pieces of that, really built on it, and then went in a different direction and kind of lost touch and never really got to apply a lot of the things they learned. Um, Working at solar manufacturing, I've had the complete opposite experience, which for me is very fulfilling with the vacuum equipment. There's pressure vessel design, fluids, uh, the design of the water systems, thermodynamics going into that, uh, heat transfer, structural analysis. There's just a lot of, um, depth and really because it's, uh, in in many cases, a fairly homegrown business, there's a lot of room for improvement where in some more developed, um, industries that have had billions of dollars poured into them, um, you might be, be happy to walk away with, um, a few percentage points of improvement of efficiency in a particular process or in performance in some area. And there's many areas in the heat treating industry where low-hanging fruit can often um, lead to just huge increases in performance um, for a given piece of equipment. And that's just something that getting to be involved with it, um, I find a lot of fun and really look forward to getting to work on it each day. Looking forward at the next five years, I think one of the things that excites me most is just from what I've seen with um, almost the disconnect between a customer and what a piece of equipment could do for them if it was applied correctly, I think there's a lot of room to bring value to a customer for their process in ways that haven't really been imagined before. And what I mean by that is as we understand better what happens in the black box of this process, um, there's ways that that can be catered to a customer um, quickly, without adding a lot of um, custom, custom design and engineering time, have modular systems that can really be perfectly matched to a customer's process in a way that's going to maximize and prioritize their profitability in purchasing that piece of equipment i think that's going to become a lot more relevant as energy costs increase um, as what you pay for just the operating costs of a piece of equipment are going to tie in a lot more to whether or not buying that piece of equipment is going to be a profitable endeavor so having companies that really understand the process and where margins can be cut, where they can't be cut, and where making a change is going to benefit the end user in a way that they may not even understand when they're walking in to buy that piece of equipment. There's a lot of room to grow in that area, and I think we'll see a lot more of it moving forward um, in the next five years. And I think that's going to really add a lot of value, value to the heat treaters themselves um, moving forward into the future. Overall, I'm really looking forward to the future just to see the ways that we can bring increased value to the customer, um, help them in ways that aren't even on their radar, build out an ROI that's going to ultimately achieve their goal of processing product and and making money doing it and that's going to come through a better familiarity with what their actual operating costs are um, for given recipes processes for different customers and with different equipment so i'm really looking forward to seeing where that goes and just improving our internal processes to be better able to meet those demands and provide a A piece of equipment seamlessly that does what it's supposed to do, um, does it well, and makes money doing it.
0: Thanks for sharing, Brian. Now, Andy Muto.
3: Hi, I'm Andy Muto with Paulo in Cleveland, Ohio. I've been involved in heat treat for most of my life, as my father Bob has been working at our facility for over 30 years and has been the plant manager for a significant chunk of that time. I remember being shown the plant at a young age and was fascinated with all the equipment and types of parts we process here. I also worked here for two summers during high school before I left for college at Ohio State. I originally was planning on doing my own thing after college in logistics and did so for a number of years, but in 2014, I decided to move back home and work for Paulo. What really intrigues me in the heat treat industry is how many different applications require some form of heat treating in order for the parts to reform to the necessary level that they need to in the field. We work mainly with aerospace here at our facility in Cleveland, And to be involved in such safety-critical parts and platforms really paints the picture that you're part of something bigger than you are. There's a lot of pride that comes along with that. Since we are mainly serving the aerospace industry here in Cleveland, what I'm honestly most excited about in the next five years is for the aerospace market to return the pre-COVID levels as we have taken a substantial blow, especially in the commercial aerospace sector due to COVID. Now for some words of wisdom. Someone once told me that if you truly enjoy and are fulfilled with what you do, then you'll never work a day in your life. I encourage everyone to strive for this in their careers. Thank you.
0: And there you have it. We hope you enjoyed today's Heat Treat Radio episode. You can learn more about these rising leaders on HeatTreatToday.com by searching their names or simply typing HeatTreatToday.com forward slash four zero under four zero. Again, you just heard Kelly Peters at Ald, Brian Stern at Solar, and Andy Mudo at Palo. As you've just heard, we are honored to be able to recognize all the leaders in our industry, especially the ones who, like today's guest, have fallen in and fallen in love with Heat Treat accidentally. You can go to the sameheattreattoday.com forward slash 40 under 40 promo to nominate rising young leaders for the 2021 nomination this summer. If you'd like to hear us talk about something you're interested in, shoot me an email with your idea. Additionally, if you'd like to be a sponsor of a future episode, let me know and we'll be in touch. My email is bethany at heattreattoday.com. Heat Treat Radio would like to thank this year's 40 Under 40 initiative. If you know someone younger than 40 who has been making waves in the industry, go to heattreattoday.com forward slash 40 under 40 nominate and nominate them for this prestigious award. This and every other episode of Heat Treat Radio is the sole property of Heat Treat Today and may not be reproduced in part or in whole without advanced written permission from Heat Treat Today. The amazing audio producer Jonathan Lloyd created and mixed most of the music that you heard today. Check out his professional work at www.JonathanLloyd with two L's music.com. Thank you, Jonathan. And I'm your host, Bethany Funk.
3: Thank you for listening.